The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Chaim Holger is with us here today. How are you doing? Hello, doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing great as well. Now, you've got a novel which you've been working on called Mm -hmm. The Melding. So can you just describe the basic idea of what's going on in that book, first of all? Yeah, so uh, in the book I'm still currently working on, and though it's not completely done yet, it's due out at the end of the year. the, the, the setting is basically what the, the title is already. It's the melding, which is sort of short for amalgamation, things that blend into each other. Mm-hmm. And this is what the setting is. It's a fantasy story in a world that's constantly changing, so constantly in, in flux. So everybody work, living, breathing in that world, don't know when the world is going to act up again. So that's uh, you can imagine quite something to deal with. Yeah. And because you're in the process of writing it at the moment, do you find that the story itself is constantly changing? Oh, absolutely. That's also always part of of writing a story. I mean, you can plot Mm. in advance what you want. In the end, the story will do what it wants itself. So um, I've got everything written out as how it should be according to my plan, but it's probably going to change at some point. And uh, You never know, sometimes a character just pops up and you didn't know he was going to be there, but he is, and in the end turns out to be crucial for the stories. Yeah. So what gave you the idea to write this book in the first place then? Well, um, well, that's a good question. Is where do ideas come from, really? <laughs> sometimes it just pops in your head. It's a combination of what I've written, what I've read somewhere, what somebody's spoken to me about, and... Um, yeah. contacts, history, something I learned when I was three. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about interesting settings, really. I mean, I've been dabbling with writing short stories mainly uh, and, and some 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 uh, attempts at novels in the past. Um, and then sort of your, your writing, your pen grows as you, as you try it more and more. Mm-hmm. And I think this was, this was an idea I thought, right, I can make a novel out of this. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And because we're in a pandemic at the moment, we've been staying mm-hmm. at home a lot this past year. So have you found that you've had a little bit more time to focus on writing the book than you otherwise would have? Oh, absolutely. Without any question. I mean, I'm I'm doing home office. I've been doing for one and a half years now, yeah. almost. Um, it means I don't have to drive to work. So yeah. <laughs> in the morning, uh, 
I just I, I can get up right ten minutes before my shift starts technically, and uh, I, I that's that's working. I don't have to commute for an hour or more. Yeah. Uh, same in the afternoon, which is usually even longer due to traffic. Nothing yeah. of the sort. So it's two hours extra in a day there, right there. Yeah, so, um, that's true. And um, yeah, it gives you a bit more, a bit more wiggle room as well. To uh, instead of staring into the void at just screen at, at the office, you can just uh, <laughs> walk around your home and <laughs> do something for yourself to get re-energized. Yeah, there's the extra time, and also depending on how you get to work, you save a lot of money on fuel. But then I suppose there's the other fuel you have to pay for in the winter if you're staying at home. You need heating, I suppose. Coffee as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's a very important fuel. You don't get the office coffee. You have to buy your own. Mm, which is usually an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, is it quite challenging to create a fictional world that's different from the one that we actually live in? It's... um. People think maybe that writing fantasy is easy. It's the easy way out because you can you can make up anything, right? Anything goes, yeah. right? That's that's what fantasy allows you to do, but actually it makes it harder because yeah. uh, everything that we take for granted in this world has an has an history. Uh, I mean, I'm probably a bit more focused on it because I studied history back back in the days, but um, everything, every single word we use and the phrases of expression, uh, they all have a history. They come from somewhere. So if you don't have that to build on. Um, then you have to build that history, build the cultures, build the habits, build it yeah. yourself. And um, if you if you want to make the world believable, you have to put these little things in, the things yeah. that make it unique. And then you have to be consistent because you make it up, but you have to also remember it somehow. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. that's a challenge. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of actors and authors and just creative people in general that create backstories to their worlds and their characters that you never need most of the time but mm. it just adds a sort of dimension to it and makes the character more believable in a way that's hard to describe but i guess for a lot of people it helps them as a writer or actor have a better idea of the it's absolutely world. necessary to do because you have to before you start writing you have to understand the world and the characters yourself yeah, and yeah. Um, the way i do it i, I write uh, excessive amounts of backstory and world building content that would be incredibly dull for anyone to read <laughs> so mm. it's um, unless you want to to do have five chapters of exposition describing landscapes i don't think anyone wants to read that but even <laughs> tolkien would like that i mean <laughs> and so um that's just for yourself to understand what you're writing about, who you're writing about, where they're coming from. Um, also the antagonists, by the way. I mean, focusing on the hero is important, but uh, understanding what, uh, what the bad guys are doing and why they do this is also important. Yeah. And with the setting of a world that changes, I mean, then you have to see why does it change? I mean, the characters in the world don't know it, but I have to know. <laughs> That's also something I have to figure out and, uh, and write about. Uh, so I've got uh, more pieces of backstory written then the actual story is going to be long but yeah it's interesting because as you say it's a lot more work to come up with your own world and i suppose the easiest thing to do is just to copy this world that we're in so it's interesting that a lot of people think that making a whole new world is easy yeah it's not <laughs> if you want to be original about it and believable and consistent uh but interesting then it's definitely not not easy um yeah of course, you, you look around, you take uh, examples from the real world, 
um, mm. as, as, as prompts or as points of interest, but then you have to give yeah. it a twist. I mean, you can you can copy paste it and change the name, but everybody who has some form of education, <laughs> they will know they will know it. And then that's <laughs> I don't think that will be terribly interesting to, to read that. No. So <laughs> you have to be a bit bit clever about it and uh, make it your own, really. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. And how does writing a novel compare to writing kind of shorter works of fiction then? Um, it's um, for writing short stories. What, what, I, what I tend to do is I just need one idea and I write about it because that's technically just one story arc. It's something happens, the character tries to figure it out and either he succeeds or he fails. That's, that's a short story. You don't even have to have an ending. You can end with a nice cliffhanger. Um, with a, with a story of uh, 100,000 words, like, uh, what is it, 400 pages approximately, um, you need a bit of planning. <laughs> you, yeah. you, need, you need an idea for sure to start, but then when it fizzles out, you're not even halfway through the novel. So mm. you have to make story arcs and make it blend into each other and, and also keep track of everything you wrote so you don't forget about the storyline somewhere else yeah. you have open endings and uh, missing plot lines you don't want that so mm. there's a lot more planning involved and yeah. uh, also takes more time of course a short story you can write in a day or two uh, maybe one day if you're really on the <laughs> if you're really really fire on fire but um a novel you can't write in one sitting you have to do it over a series of days weeks months even and yeah, um yeah hope your inspiration doesn't leave you <laughs> or if you get stuck figure out where where did i write something wrong to do and how can get myself unstuck it's it's yeah. way more planning involved it's uh, mm. comparing um like uh, helping out your uncle lifting bricks and or being a construction worker <laughs> it's a completely different uh, different experience yeah i suppose it's good that you're aware of that because sometimes you see full novels or full feature length films that would actually be better suited as a short story mm-hmm. or short film and it seems like somebody's just been a bit too ambitious like with the simple idea of one maybe about children's yeah. movies something like that <laughs> Yeah. So it's good that you're sort of aware that a short story needs to be short. <laughs> yeah, you need to have plenty of content to keep a long story interesting, else it should be yes. not, not a long story, but a short one. And it should be interesting and it should have, a, have somewhere to go and not just idly maneuvers to, in, into randomness. That's not going to be interesting to read. So um, lots of planning. And, and of course, in the end, it will have to be, it have to prove itself if it's actually up to what I plan to do, what I hope to do, which is entertain readers. Uh, I mean, in the end, the readers will have to be the judge of that, but uh, mm. at least I'm trying to be aware of <laughs> making, keeping it interesting, keeping the pacing, keeping it, uh, um, yeah, on the, on the, on the, on the, edge of your seat if possible (laughs) yeah because i suppose a book unlike a film a film if you're finding it boring halfway through you know that it's only another 45 minutes or so so maybe you might stick with it but a book if you find it boring halfway through you probably give up because it's still hours left kind of put it aside definitely really important to keep it interesting isn't it yep that's it that's it and you have to get it right from the beginning and keep it strong And that's uh, it's a challenge. I mean, uh, mm. that's uh, also why you have uh, a first draft, a second draft, and a third draft to to make a story and then make it into a readable story <laughs> in, yeah. in a process. I mean, it's uh, going through some uh, some stages of, of of incarnations before it is finished. Mm. And, uh, that's really cool yeah. to 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 uh, to be part of to to work on that. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. And this book, how long have you been writing and working on it so far? Well, the uh, the planning status was a few months. So I think from, what was it, from end of February, March, I was planning the, the world and the, the, the different settings, the scenarios, how the world, the techniques work, uh, what kind of cultures are there, who yeah. could be my main character, those kind of things. So I'm basically brainstorming, writing, uh, but nothing writing as in this going to be read, but for myself. Yeah. Um, but actually writing the novel, I've started only... Uh, halfway past last month so i've been at it like uh, six six weeks now approximately wow. so yeah, yeah. but um, that is easier once you have the plot line uh, all plotted out you can just follow that lines and even if you if you're stuck if you don't have inspiration you just skip a step and then you go to a part that you do have inspiration for and then go back to the to the other part later yeah. so that's uh, if you have a plan you can you can continue as mm. And when you first start to work on your book, do you do it because you have an idea in your head? Or do you just think, I'm going to write a book and then come up with the idea as you go? No, no, I, I had to had the idea first and then I had to, to convince myself it's good enough to write a book about. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, sometimes I don't know if you have you got weird ideas in your mind and you write it down somewhere and then yeah. forget about it, right? And that's, uh, yeah. I have an idea, I want to write some book about... Uh, what if a group of friends, uh, instead of buying a last round before the pub closes, they, they decide to buy a lottery ticket? They say, if we win, we are going to use this money only to improve the world. So what would they do if they win, right? Uh, yeah. Would they actually stick to that plan or 
would their own <laughs> self-interest start to guide them? <laughs> uh, those kind of things. So I, I mean, those ideas pop in your mind and then, all right, put them away. Yeah. I'm sensing some sort of disagreement between the friends after they win. <laughs> Possibly. Some of them will do the humankind stuff. Others will want to get drunk or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Possibly. Well, that could be an interesting story. I mean, I, I haven't written it yet, so feel free to anybody, anybody wrestling there. Um, listening to this or watching it but uh, yeah i mean ideas come and go and uh, this one it's sort of stuck i mean it came back into my mind so i decided i have to do something with this and it uh it helped to be in contact with uh, with the publisher right from the start because we could spar the idea and uh hear your thoughts of uh, of an external party as well uh to to, uh, sort of see if it's something worthwhile and and they thought so so uh there we are making it happen and being in contact with the publisher right from the start Mm -hmm. that's interesting because i guess most of the time you would pitch the book after it was sort of at a place where you think it's finished so have you perhaps worked with this publisher before and they are confident enough to know that you're going to be doing a good job well, um, I think it's partially um, that, that the publisher just has good faith in people. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the only way that we worked together was by by him commissioning a short story uh, via Fiverr, which is a freelance platform that I, uh-huh. that I work on as well. Uh, mostly for map making, though, but also for, for short stories. Um, I sort of, uh, he liked the story so much, he thought, all right, how about uh, you write a novel for us? And uh, I thought, I have got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of became a, a corporation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's true as you say. Normally, you write a book and you yeah. polish it, and you think it's as good as ready, and then you start querying agents who start querying publishers, and that's uh, down the road. If you're lucky, you might hedge one. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really an orthodox draft run from the beginning when the when the first draft isn't even done yet. Yeah. But uh, that's that's proof that this formula works. So maybe it's easier for other authors as well to uh, have some. Uh, some guarantees while they write that it's going to be used for something. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's hard for publishers to know who to pick if they're going to be there right from the start because you could get some terrible people. But then if they've already got a strong body of work, then you can be optimistic about it. Yeah, for for me it was fairly easy because I had some examples that you could read. I had some stories written they could have a look at so they could get a feel of my writing style. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, it's not that as if they have written, uh, I've seen, I've seen a book from me, like a full-length novel, mm. but uh, they have seen a short story, so that's uh, probably good enough for them. <laughs> yeah. Now it's for me to prove that they were not wrong. <laughs> yeah. And what is your kind of writing schedule like, if you will? Do you wake up early in the morning and write a set amount of words, or is it more sort of freelance than that? Right, um, waking early in the morning is not um, not my cup of tea. I do because yeah. I have for more work, but uh, if I can sleep in, I, I will do so. So my my working yeah. hours or uh, my uh, writing hours are late at night, uh, past uh, well eleven o'clock, nine, uh, even to one o'clock, two o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, so it's I stay up too late probably, but um, that's when that's when I'm most creative. That's when uh, yeah, the yeah. ideas keep pouring from my fingers. And it, mm. if you're if you're in the in the writing zone, then it's difficult to stop. So that's one yeah. why it gets really exaggerating late. But uh, yeah. um, so I have a day job. I have a family. So uh, a small son as well. He's almost five now. And so when I'm done with work, then my family is there. So I have to. Yeah. Uh, spend some time with them um, until we put uh, put our son to bed, 
And then, uh, of course, we have to have dinner, have to walk the dog and do the dishes and those kind of things. And yeah. then when we have had some quality time, it's time for for writing or for map making or anything else that yeah. like, is a side project. But uh, Yeah. You never stop then. Nope. <laughs> it's, uh, it takes a lot of time, like uh, two hours, three hours a day. But uh, yeah. it's at the end of the day, when everything else is done, when people usually go like, hang on the sofa and watch Netflix, um, I do that as well. But uh, I'm somewhere say, all right, I'll watch one episode and then I'm going to do some work. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting, the writing at the night thing, because I think if I was a writer, I'd probably be the same as you writing at that time, because I don't really understand writing as soon as someone wakes up in the morning, because I wouldn't be fully awake yet, so I would be writing complete nonsense. That could, could be interesting for children's books or like psychedelic <laughs> yeah. novels of uh, how, how it is to be uh, like an alcoholic or whatever, but... Um, yeah. In the, in the morning, no, no, that's yeah. not, that's not the best time of the day for, for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably very, very, um, um, I call it begrudging commentary of anything. Mm. It's very uh, in the mood for for nothing but sleep or coffee. Yeah, and you've briefly mentioned your map making and cartography. Is that quite fun to do then? Oh, absolutely. I've been I've been drawing maps since since I was a child. Really, I liked it. Mm. Um, I first copied the Risk strategy game board, <laughs> drawing it, <laughs> and uh, yeah. those kind of things. I started when I was a child. I found it interesting, uh, found geography interesting, um, and then it sort of stuck. Um, did it as a hobby for for Dungeons and Dragons for a long time. Wow. Then at one point, I uh, I sat down and made a made a very uh, well. Um, I put a lot of time in making a very nice map for D and D for a campaign I was running then. Mm. Um, and I thought, right, why don't I try to sell it? So I, I uh, sort of went went on 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 a, on a freelancer platform and yeah. put it on there for for like a very cheap amount, and people actually were interested. Wow. And I got so many orders that I had to up the price a few times until it got realistic, and uh, that sort of stuck. So uh, people keep buying maps, and I keep making them, wow. and uh, it's very interesting to do. Wow. Uh, yeah. You learn a lot also about different fantasy worlds and, mm. and uh, different authors who all want a map in their fantasy books. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you'll read fantasy personally, but uh, mm. almost every single book that is in its fantasy genre has a map. Yeah. And the ones that don't have it probably need one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> because it's uh, if, you're, if you're talking about fantasy worlds that nobody has a reference for, uh, it's easy to, to add the reference in there. Yeah. <laughs> And have you drawn a map for your own book? Several, actually, because as you as you mentioned, of as I mentioned in the beginning, it's a world that's constantly changing. Yeah. So in this world, uh, map makers or people who can uh, write down the lay of the land, they are actually very important, because if a world constantly changes, you don't know what is where, or yeah. <laughs> or where the where the danger might come from. So uh, yeah. map makers in this world are very important. So yeah. I'm sort of patting my own back there, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when they change all the aisles around in the supermarket. You don't know where anything is exactly, anymore. Exactly, you have like to that. relearn it. Imagine you want to ask and you're going to 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 where the bread is. That's not. It's <laughs> not going to help anyone. No. Well, where are we able to check out your book and your cartography if we want to commission you for that? Yeah. So um, the cartography part is uh, easy to answer. That's on Fiverr.com, yeah. and uh, if you just. Um, Type on cartography. I'm one of the people there, and that's uh, going to pop up in the first few 
instances that you that you're looking for uh, hopefully a map that appeals to you because then i'm doing my job right yeah. uh, else you can try to remember my name because it's i use my same name there so it's yeah. this uh, crime culture so you can use that type that in in fiverr and you can find me uh, also for short stories by the way um yeah but uh, the, the book that's going to be available first via black harbor press um, i don't know if you're going to to link that somewhere but uh yeah so uh, they they will they will first uh, publish it under their own uh, banner, and then also um, sell it via major retailers like uh, like Amazon and Barnes and Noble, uh, like you can buy it online. But firstly, they're going to publish it uh, themselves. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. It's been great having you on. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Toby Gribben Show!